Welcome back, friend. Today, I'm joined by my business mentor and friend, Stephanie Gass, who is so amazing at what she does. She helps women get clear on their niche, start a podcast, and grow a successful online business God's way. And today, we're chatting about social media versus podcasting. More specifically, the visibility behind both of them and how to grow your audience. If you're already thinking of starting a podcast, I recommend Podcast Pro University which is the exact course I took to launch and grow my podcast show. And after three years of podcasting, this course is by far the best course I've taken over the years. You can grab my affiliate link in the notes, but for now, grab that cup of joe and let's talk social media versus podcasting. This is so juicy. Hey there, sister. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Allison Scholes. And I am on a mission to help mompreneurs like you ditch the Instagram overwhelm and take control of your time on the app and build an extraordinary brand and business, but still be fully present with your family and just be crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with Instagram strategies, marketing hacks, branding and business tips with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, Open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And this episode today is really special to me because I have one of my first ever coaches and mentors back on the show. Stephanie Gass is here. She is just amazing. I love watching her grow, come into her calling into the world, and Stephanie, before we hit record and we jumped on this call, I actually went back through all my podcast episodes because I was like, Steph's been on the show before. And I had to look and it was episode 25. That's how new I was into podcasting. It was in 2020 of January. And the title of it was Discover Your Zone of Genius. What? Which I think is so cool because it's a great segue into our episode today because I have had the pleasure to watch Steph get into her zone of genius, which is basically helping female entrepreneurs clarify their calling, but she also helps them share that calling through podcasting. So I'm super excited to talk with you today, Steph, and just uh, welcome to the show again. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me back, Allison. And y'all, Allison is one of my one of the OGs back in the <laughs> Steph Gas brand, you know, Allison, you were with me when my branding was red and gold. Yep. You were with me back I when I had all the weird courses. You yep. were back, you took them all like, took them and, all. Now, and here we are. And so what's kind of fun about this process is, you know, Allison trusted me as I was coming into my calling. And now she's gotten to see the brand evolve of really staying so true to what you're called to do and not giving up in the middle. And the second piece she's seen me do is take a complete pivot from what the world does, which is Instagram and social media and real and TikTok and showing up everywhere and having all the stuff. And she's actually seen me disappear from this platform and then this platform. And she's mm-hmm. seen me double, double down, triple down, go all in on podcasting. And she's seen what it's done to my business. We were talking a bit about that before the show. And so I just, I feel so called to talk about this topic with, with you guys, because I know obviously social media has a place and it can be used for good, but at the same time, 
it can be so draining and it can be so much. And then the question really is, is it making you money? And so what's fun is I just build this business in a different way than most other business coaches. And Allison's been able to see it firsthand. And so that's, that's really what we want to talk to you guys about today. So I'm so thrilled to be here. And I think the perfect way to start this conversation is because you really just put your head down into podcasting and I did as well into podcasting, but I also kept my foot into obviously social media and talking about Instagram and showing up in all the places and teaching women how to be visible online. So I would love for you to explain the visibility of social media versus podcasting. Yeah. I love that you bring this up, Allison, because social media seems like it's the most visible option. Okay. I'm starting a business. I have a side hustle, whatever it is. And I'm going to show up on social. I have to have a social, a social presence because Mm -hmm. you're posting videos and you're posting stories and all the stuff. And you think that this is making a really big impact in your visibility because you get likes, comments, you get instant gratification. Yep. So there's that. But the problem is, is that social media, you know, it has an algorithm and it has a very short shelf life. So you do all this work and you pop up in stories or the feed and you last for maybe 24 hours if you're lucky. But the problem is your avatar, your person is on there with a numb out mindset or a I'm here to post as well mindset. So you have about two to three seconds of their attention. They see your thing. They think it's cute. They like it. They're gone. There's not enough time, nor is there the mindset of connection and vulnerability when you show up on social. And then you have to show up again tomorrow and be like, oh, hi, remember me? I'm still here. Post, post. And it's just so exhausting. So yes, you can get visibility, but it's this, you have to work exponentially harder at showing up and being there because they're not in the mindset. They're not clicking. And honestly, it's not converting, right? So that's the way that that goes down. And it is what it is. There's just And it's even getting harder and harder as the time goes on. You know, Allison had a very different experience with Instagram two, three years ago than she has today. Mm -hmm. Space is getting more difficult to show up versus podcasting. You think that's not going to get me any visibility. There's no, I don't have to show up on them on a video. You know, it's me behind a microphone. Who's going to listen? Like this isn't going to work. Well, the difference is on the podcasting platform, you record an episode Instead of making a reel, it took you two hours, record a 30 minute episode, you pop it up and you have some SEO and keywords in your title. You have a great art cover art. You have all of the little components that help, um, your episode get found online. For example, let's say you do, um, macro coaching for busy moms. And you have an episode that says three ways to get started with macros in less than 15 minutes a day. So you have that episode, it goes into the world and someone types in, get started with macros, your episode pops up. They're in the mindset of learning and positioning. And so visibility actually works faster for you in the podcasting space, because all those keywords work for you, number one, but number two, when someone comes in, they're listening, they're in the intention of learning. They have that heart set. And then most importantly, they subscribe. And now what happens? Well, your algorithm gets boost boosted on the podcast platform because someone just liked your stuff. They tell their friends word of mouth is still the most important method of marketing and your conversion is insane compared to social. So while social may look like you're getting more visibility, podcasting is what actually drives trust and trust is the secret to making money in your business. So for me, 
I'd rather go deep with people when it comes to visibility and actually have some conversion happening at the end of that journey. And I think too, when it comes to social media versus podcasting, people are invested in you when they click to listen to it versus watching a reel or seeing a carousel that took you probably 20 minutes to create in Canva, which, okay, if that's what you love to do, like I love creating stuff in Canva. So to me, I like, I have it down pat. I can do it easily. But I think for the average, you know, busy mom who's trying to grow a business, Canva just doesn't come as naturally. They're spending so much time. But when people are seeing that on social media, there is not that investment piece where when someone is going to listen to your episode, they, like you said, they are there to learn and they are really invested because they want to know, well, what's in it for me? What can I learn from this? What's the key takeaways? How can I grow my business? Now, my follow-up question to that is how can you use podcasting to grow your audience? Because social media, it's just been hammered in our heads. Follower, 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 right? Where sometimes I think podcasting, it's like, ooh, how many followers do I have? You don't really know, right? So how how do you really grow an audience with podcasting? Yeah, it's so good. So, you know, what's interesting about this whole thing is I had a big audience on Instagram. We had about 750 likes per post. We had anywhere between two and 350 views on stories. And I thought it was pretty legit. And so we constantly posted, constantly did hashtag research every single day. I had between 20 and 30 stories a day because I had to play the game and I thought it was all making such a big difference. And so I had an audience. So it's the perception of, I have an audience on Instagram. Well, it was also a huge addiction in my life. I mean, honestly, it was an idol. Like I had to be there. Every special moment with my kids was recorded for the purpose of exploiting it. Like if I'm just being totally honest and I thought I had to do it. Like I thought that my intentions were pure behind it, but looking back, they weren't, it was all about how can I use this to almost force vulnerability so that somebody will come like my stuff or follow me. And it started to weigh on me and Holy spirit just started knocking on my heart, like lay it down. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's where my audience is. And so I was like, I'll do 30 days. I had already been doing weekends, but I laid it down Instagram for 30 days. And this was at the beginning of the year. And I said, okay, let's see what happens. Is my audience going to grow? Is it going to diminish? And what happened was crazy, Allison, like the podcast downloads grew, the email list grew, revenue grew, every number grew. And I'm like, that's a fluke. Let's stay off longer. Ended up staying off of Instagram for six months as a company and everything still exploded. And I thought, okay, so was that not a true audience, right? What what was that? And so we got back on because I'm like, I got to see what happens. Let me get back on Instagram. Now that I'm free from it, I feel no more like addiction tendency. I'm going to come on with boundaries to test it. Well, unless I showed up every day, we had dropped down to 15 to 25 likes per post, 15 to 30 story views. And and I never went back because I thought if that doesn't prove that my audience was a huge facade of, of me showing up every 20 minutes of my day over and over again, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't know what it was, you know? And yeah, people liked it because they were constantly, I was constantly there. So I'm now perpetuating the problem of addiction and forcing people to be on to see what Stephanie posted. And it was like, it just didn't morally sit. So I come over to the podcasting space and I'm like, 
is this even working? Right. Cause my podcast had actually been kind of stagnant in downloads all of 2020, 21 ish, like about 12 solid months. And I thought this isn't working. The audience isn't growing, but what's so weird about that is email list was still growing. Uh, our Facebook community was still growing. Revenue was exploding and all this other stuff was happening. And so what I, what I learned was podcasting, the reach of how to grow an audience is you show up on your podcast, you get really good at your keywords and the phrases your person is using. And I'll go through a few examples in a minute and you're consistent. And then we market on Pinterest and that's it. And we, we continue to do that. And even though it grow, grew very small and it even at points was stagnant, the conversion rate was exponentially growing. So the audience wasn't imp as important as the conversion rate because you needed less people to actually make money. You needed less people to buy in that they wanted to be on the list, that they wanted to work with you. It was like, I mean, over 10, 20% conversion per episode. I mean, you guys think about that. If you have a thousand recurring listeners on your podcast and you have a 10 to 20% conversion rate, you know, that is huge. 20 sales right there. If you have 10,000 recurring listeners, you're making 2000 sales a month, right? Multiply that by a $500 product. And oh my goodness, you have a multi, multi six figure business. And that's exactly what was happening. And so what I learned is it wasn't about doing more to build an audience that looked to be there. It was, it was more about going deeper with the people that were already there and then allowing the podcast to work for me online and on Pinterest and that the people came to me because they were searching for my content. So the big takeaway here is instead of pushing content to grow an audience like you do on socials, that's very short-lived, you create content that pulls people in on a podcast. And so that's how you create an audience. It's a slower grow, but it ends up being foundationally stable forever. It's not overnight. It can't disappear on you when you disappear. It's still there. Your old episodes still work for you because people are still searching for it. And it's one to many. It's scalable. So that's how. And I'd love to do a few examples if you're willing. Yeah. And I do want to pop in a question before you do your examples, because a lot of people are thinking like, well, how can I make money on a podcast? And I think that first thought is, oh, well, I'm going to have to have like 500,000 or a million downloads to get a sponsor. But, and you've taught me this. It's not about getting like a paid sponsor. You're talking about your stuff. Yes. It's talking yes. about a freebie and you're putting it in the show notes. You're talking about, you're, you're talking about your P2P or I'm going to be talking about my, you know, academy or whatnot. And right. you just casually talk about it. doesn't need to be sticky or weird, or maybe you do want to make a little commercial with some background music, fine, whatever, right. but you're talking about your own stuff or you can even be talking about your affiliate marketing stuff as well. That's where the revenue I think really comes in. So yeah. I'm going to let you answer that and then give us examples. I love that so much. So how do you make money on a podcast? There's so many ways. Sure. You could have sponsorships, um, but that's pennies on the download. Not really worth it until you are over that million download mark. You could do something small like, um, an ebook or a tiny offer. And those are cute, but you ain't going to make very much profit margin on your 20 sales. Right? So we really want to think about what's your one big thing. What is the one thing that you bring to the world that solves your listeners? Number one problem and then we do one of two things. One, we coach, we coach them through that. You can call it mentorship, coaching, training. I don't care, but it's one-to-one -one for a while while you build up a bigger audience. 
it's a huge profit margin. My students start anywhere from, you know, 50 to 250 bucks an hour. Like, where can you go make that amount of money right off the bat, like from day one? The other thing that we love to do is once you validated an idea, you create the one offer. And for my, my student base, it's courses. It's having one course, just one, one course. It solves one problem and scaling that one thing to a six figure or multi six figure uh, revenue before you add another thing. So that's actually, I teach everybody, like, you're going to get rid of that. You're going to get rid of that. You're going to lay that down. You're not going to show up here. You're literally going to bring it all the way in. And we're only going to do these two little easy things. We're going to podcast and we're going to market this one offer and we're going to do it until, and yes, we fix the marketing and messaging and maybe little tweaks, but like we're so zoned in for 12 to 24 months. That's where people see the humongous breakthrough in their income because having a course is 95% profit margin. It's scalable. Your messaging on your show is high come by my thing instead of buy this other thing or buy this product where I make 15% commission. Like it's just not profitable enough for new entrepreneurs when you don't have a big enough audience. So that's what I teach and I love it. Um, so that's that. Let's do some examples. Yes. So Allison, think, tell me about a student or a client that comes to your mind that has a brand of yours. Tell me what they do. And I'm going to tell you how they could create a podcast around it and how they could make money. So I have a client who is a wellness coach and she is also, she represents an MLM company, right? So there's that struggle of what's my brand versus their brand. And I've been there before, way before the boss lady in sweatpants podcast came in, you were in MLM. So as I, I dumped it like whatever, but she is, and what I think is so remarkable about her is she's a diabetic. So she really understands what it takes for the body to be well. And she's older. So she has that older group of women. She's gone through like all the cycles that we are going through and her recipes are fantastic. I just think that she would be phenomenal with a podcast. Totally. Okay. And so who's her avatar, would you say? Like, give me an age and just a little specific rundown of her. I would say her avatar is 40 and over, maybe soon to be empty nesters, either their home, working part-time, and they just can't get their nutrition, right? It's the up and down on the scale. Can't figure out why they're tired all the time. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, you guys, so I want you to think about this person. Let's call her Sarah. Okay, so Sarah has this brand and she's obsessed with wellness. She's 40 something. Uh, She wants to teach other women in that space how to become empty nesters or how, if you are an empty nester, how to really still grow into your health and wellness, um, how to get more energy, how to eat kind of clean. Maybe or maybe not, they have some health issue, like either being diabetic or they have like, sugar issues or whatnot. So that's really cool that she can kind of position into that niche a little bit more. So what could, what could be an idea for her to one, sure, sell her MLM products, but B to actually make some bigger profit that is all her own. Well, first of all, I would say you got to start a podcast because that's the way that you can create your audience online, Sarah. So it could be something like wellness after 40. It could be something like body be well. It could be something like nutrition after 40. Or, um, and if she wanted to niche into the diabetic space, it could even be like 
um, you know, diabetic, diabetic health hacks. It could be anything. So that could be like a title of positioning. Then she would have something that's called a tagline, really clean and sticky, where Allison said a lot of key phrases as she was explaining to me. She said, nutrition, that's a key phrase. She said, low energy, key phrase, diabetic, key phrase, empty nester, key phrase. All of these words that Allison said to explain what Sarah does, those become the SEO, which means search engine optimization that goes into the world and works for you. So Sarah would use those words in her tagline. She'd use those words in all of her podcast content. For example, maybe she says something like three reasons you have low energy after 40, two nutrition hacks. There's an episode. Here's another mm -hmm. one. Um, diabetic question mark, three foods you're eating that you shouldn't be. There's a podcast episode. Here's another one. Um, let's see. How about like, 10 minute health shake that will help you lose water retention or like lose extra water weight or lose the belly bloat. So she starts to create these episodes that are short, sticky, punchy, fun for her to create inside the episodes, Sarah markets. Sure. She can market her MLM product. Friends, are you wanting to have health shakes that help you with this stuff? Do you want a very organic clean ingredient energy boost powder. I have something I love. Email me at blah, blah, blah. I'll shoot you a sample. That's okay for a while. And, but what I would really encourage Sarah to do is think about what's your secret sauce to helping these women over 40 with wellness or nutrition. Maybe you have, Hey mamas, I know that you've been struggling now that you're an empty nester with figuring out what your new health plan is. Now that the kids are gone, you have more time, but you just don't know where to start. Your, your metabolism has slowed, you're tired, you're sluggish. Why don't you join me in my body be well framework where we go through six steps to amping your nutrition, losing that extra 10 pounds, all with simple macros, food freedom, and intuitive eating flexibility. I would love to invite you over to check it out. Maybe that's a course, maybe it's a program, but it's how Sarah makes money with a way higher profit margin than her network marketing products. She could still infuse the marketing products as a bonus. When you join, I give you guys my discount code on the products. Fine. Awesome. But that would be one example of how Sarah can build a brand that's off of social scalable using podcasting, and then make money through a product that partners in with her, with her product-based business. I love that. So if Sarah is listening. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> start a podcast. Now, before we end and get into how to start a podcast, I have like one last question. I want to talk yeah. about realistic expectations sure. because I know when people get like super excited for podcasting, I know I did three years ago and thinking I'm going to be an overnight uh, superstar, right? Sure. Everyone's going to love me. So what are some uh, of the misconceptions people have about podcasting? Yeah. yeah. So I think when you when you're an online business owner in general, you're constantly looking for the quick fix, the overnight mm -hmm. success, the what's going to make me a six figure earner tomorrow. And I'm here to tell you that the truth is, is there is zero chance of that actually anywhere. I don't care. Oh, wow. I had a video go viral. Amazing. How much money did it make you? Right. You know, like you've got to get away from searching for instant gratification. You actually have to get away from looking at vanity metrics altogether. They're not, they don't actually matter. That's why I teach, I teach a formula called the super fan calculation, because you really want to know who are the people who are obsessed with you, who are trusting you, 
Those are the only people we can look at when it comes to actually making money. I don't care how many people follow me. That has zero, that doesn't matter. How many students do I have? How many recurring podcast listeners do I have? How many people are opening and reading my emails? How many people are clicking links when I send them? Those are the people I'm here to bless. Like those are the people God's called for for me to help. It doesn't matter if it's 10 people or 10,000 people. He knows what I can handle. So I want you guys to get away from the vanity metrics. And I want your expectation to be get away from an unforeseen outcome. Who said six figures is the answer for you? Why? Who said having a million download podcasts is what you should chase after? Whose dream is that? How about getting back to the root of like, why am I even called to have this message? Why is Sarah called to help women over 40 in their nutrition and their wellness if they're a diabetic, boost their energy? Sarah, what is it about that that you know you have to offer the world? I want you to step into that purpose work and that calling with zero expectation of what God wants to do with you. Because the truth is, we have no idea how long it's going to take. All we can do is show up and help people and give and bless people and be consistent and sprinkle strategy in there. And then you show up tomorrow and you do it again. And then you show up the next day and you do it again and next month and next year. And all I know to be true is when I finally surrendered the process and I said, I don't know how much money this is going to make, but I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to sell with all my heart. I'm going to give with all my heart. I'm going to create content that I know she desperately needs. I'm going to give it all away. The moment I just started surrendering and trusting, that's when everything exploded. And I had been a full-time entrepreneur for eight years before I started to experience like the shift in revenue and impact. And it was really like year nine before we were passing a multi-six figure business. And what's so interesting now is I do way less but I do it so much more intentionally. I'm so focused on going deep with people and that's where the breakthrough happened. And so your realistic expectation is get rid of expectations altogether. Show up and give and know like it's going to come back. Here's the other piece. If you wanna have a big breakthrough in your business, stop getting distracted. Stop changing the messaging all the time. Stop pivoting, stop talking to everybody niche in and talk to one person and stick with that one person for 12 to 24 months. And then tell me that you don't have a massive, massive momentum break, like a huge breakthrough in something, your income, your revenue, your opportunity. It's all, it's all there for you. You're just in the way because you think you have to do all the things all the time in all the places you don't want to be. So I don't know if that helps, but that's my, my word. Yeah, I, I love it. It's so refreshing to hear because anytime I'm on the socials and I'll see something like how to get to six figures in the next 12 months, it, like it drives me crazy. It's like, well, you're making me feel bad because maybe I'd really, that's not my avenue. Maybe I really don't want the six figures. Maybe there's something else I'm working towards. So now I have that in my head and we get caught in this whole, it's not even comparison. I call it like content comparison. Like, oh, well, I should be talking like you and I should be putting out content like you. And it just drives me crazy. And that's when the burnout just sets in. So it's just, uh, it's so great to hear that you said that about just let go of all the expectations. That's really the reality of it. So here's the ultimate question. When it comes to podcasting, how do we get started? Yeah. So the first thing you want to do is really figure out what is the direction what is the thing? 
And I teach the power of one constantly. Like you need to have one person you're helping. You need to have one problem that you're solving. And then you build out content all around that one thing and that one person. So you've got to get first clear on that. So get clarity on your calling, right? That's my step mm-hmm. one of my whole process. Step two then is you actually have to have a little bit of a business plan. So I, I teach a five-tier uh, brand roadmap. So you need to have a title of what your podcast is going to be sticky. If you can make it SEO specific, that's better. It's going to help you grow a little bit faster. You need a tagline, which is 10 words or less. It's a promise to your listener, right? So I promise that you can get clear on your calling and have a successful online business God's way. That's what I promise as a company, right? So what are you going to promise? And that will change and it will evolve, but start somewhere. You then need to know who you're talking to. That's that avatar part. The next thing you need are pillars. What are you going to talk about on your podcast? So you pick three things, three buckets only. We used to do four. Now we do three, keeping a niche. Uh, So for example, Sarah, her buckets might be nutrition. That might be one bucket that she has. Her other bucket might be um, like diabetes or health concerns after 40. And then maybe that next bucket is quick, easy fitness or the recipes bucket. I don't know. She's got three little buckets. They're all niche. They all solve the problem that the podcast set out to solve. It's not random. Like, oh, and PS mom life. Like, no, (laughs) nobody cares about that. Like get into your person and really stay sticky. You know, you can once in a while go throw a rogue episode in about whatever your hair, but nobody really cares, right? Like you've got to bring it back to your person and get yourself out of the way. So once you have those pieces built out, and that's what we do also in my step one, clarify your calling. And Allison has her links for you guys that has awesome pricing on everything if you're interested, but the next step is going into launching the podcast. And so that next step is what's this podcast going to look like? What's my art going to be? And we can really keep that super simple. Uh, What are my keywords going to be? We teach you guys all of that stuff in my podcasting course. And then what's my content going to look like? I just need probably an idea of my first 10 to 20 episodes, which if you heard me riff for Sarah, obviously there's just an easy template we give you guys for that to teach you how to create some episodes and how to create some content. And then you actually go through the tech stuff of starting easier than you think. And you press publish. That's literally, literally how you start a podcast. That whole process should take you, you know, four to five weeks, max. Some people bust it out in two weeks. It's not as big of a deal as you think. Um, I'll tell you when I started my show, I had very ugly art that I made myself. (laughs) Don't ever do that. I had, uh, awful keywords. I willy nilly my title, picked it just out of randomness. And look, we have almost a million downloads show now. And I've evolved. I've changed things along the way. I've done a rebrand and then right in the middle of everything and know that like, you just have to start sometimes in order to get clarity. Sometimes it's get as clear as you can. Then you go, you have to take action. You have to be open. I believe partnered with God and your faith so that he can help lead you along your path and listen, and then be willing to just make some small tweaks along the way. That's how you start a podcast. And I just have to say your, uh, podcast to pro class is just, or no podcast pro university is probably the one and only course that I ever have taken as a business owner that actually got me somewhere. I mean, cause I think a lot of times we get sucked into, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to sign up for this. But that was the one thing that I know I can always go back to because it is so deep. And it takes you through every step 
of naming your podcast, launching your podcast, the episodes, the tech, getting guests on your podcast. How are you going to then take your podcast? And here's another thing when it comes to SEO, you're going to transcribe that sucker and make it into a blog on your website. So not only are you podcasting, you're blogging at the same time, and it's just a wonderful thing. So yeah, I will definitely put all that information in the show notes. And like I said, I just, I love podcasting. I still love to dabble in social media. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's just, I just like to be there because that's just me, but yeah. You I mean, dabble, right? Like you don't have to be there 24 seven, Allison, because you've created long form content that also works for you. That that's the key is having your fingers in a few different places. And then knowing if you ever wanted to not be on social, it's okay because you've created something foundational for your business. Yeah, absolutely. It won't disappear overnight. Like mine did when I got off. It's crazy. It is. Uh, Well, this was such an awesome conversation today, Steph. I can't thank you enough. And I know that the audience will be listening to the Stephanie Gash show. Make sure you guys subscribe to her show because she's just brilliant when it comes to helping women clarify their calling and really get into their zone of genius and doing that through podcasting. So thanks again for being on the show, hon. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. I can't thank you enough for listening today and supporting this show. The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.